Hello, my loves, and welcome to Healing the Podcast with your host, Ashlyn Tori. I'm a heels and burlesque instructor, a confidence mentor, and the creator of Studio Soli Luna, living in the gorgeous mountains of Asheville, North Carolina. In this safe and sacred portal, we will be having raw, real, and intentional conversations about dancing in a heel, spirituality, self-love, the dance industry, and all the taboo topics that dancers and women should be openly talking about. I am so excited to go on this journey with you. Now let the magic begin. Hello, my angels, and welcome back to another solo episode of Healing the Podcast. It is officially November, and honestly, I can't even believe it. So much has been happening, and I feel like the month has just flown by, but I'm so excited about the upcoming season. And I'm also excited because I am reopening enrollment for Confidence, my signature heels and burlesque program, which you will hear more about later in the episode. And I absolutely adore prepping to launch this program. I get so incredibly excited. We just had the closing ceremony yesterday for the current round of the program. And every time I do this program, I'm just absolutely in awe of how powerful healing in a heal can be, how powerful sensuality can be to our confidence, to our overall self-worth and it just blows me away every single time. It just gets better and better every time I do this program. And I am just so grateful that this is my job. I really can't believe that this is my life sometimes that I get to teach women how to dance in a heel and how to connect deeper to themselves. And I'm just eternally grateful, which is truly what this month is all about. So really kicking off November in full gratitude and thanks for this life I get to live. And also for all of you listening and everyone who has left a review so far and reached out about the podcast, I'm so grateful for you as well. I couldn't do this without you all. So the episode today about sensuality and sexuality is incredibly important to me because I feel like there's such a lack of understanding around sensuality. This society throws so much under the term sexuality. They label it bad and that's basically it. And from that comes so much trauma, misunderstanding, and judgment. So I'm here to set the record straight today on what I believe to be true about sensuality and sexuality, how they are absolutely not the same thing, and also why both are incredibly important and necessary in our lives. The understanding of sensuality changed the game for me, and you're going to hear about that in this episode. And also in my work that I get to do a lot of women are just so disconnected from their sensuality because of what they've been taught, the way that they've been raised. There's so much fear and, again, misunderstanding behind it. So today I'm going to be breaking down everything about sensuality and sexuality that you need to know in order to start to embody these in a way that's really going to serve you and your life. So one of the definitions of sensuality that I found was the enjoyment, expression, and pursuit of pleasure. Now, the definition that I found said especially sexual pleasure, but I took that out because, again, <laughs> it's not accurate or true. Being sensual does not have to mean 
that you're being sexual as well. It's all about embodying our senses, okay? And then the definition of sexuality that I found was the quality or state of being sexual. So see, these are two totally different definitions, but so many times we intertwine them in our vocabulary. So once again, the sensuality definition was the enjoyment, expression, and pursuit of pleasure or embodying the senses, and sexuality, the quality or state of being sexual. Okay, so sensuality can be sexual, but it does not have to be. And that's the biggest misunderstanding I see regarding sensuality is that it's directed towards someone else versus an internal experience. And the reason I want to talk about this today with you is that I see this concept and also misconception of sensuality and sexuality be the biggest block to people starting their heels and burlesque journey to maybe moving in a more sensual way to branching out of maybe what they've been taught and exploring some new ideas of movement embodiment pleasure all of those things and so when we think that sensuality is sexuality and we've been told that sexuality is bad we just kind of like stay away from anything that could be sensual or sexual because we don't feel comfortable with it. We're fearful of it. We're afraid what people will say about us if we do X, Y, and Z. In my example, dance burlesque. And because of that misunderstanding, I had to deal with so much shit (laughs) when I started dancing burlesque. And I want to kind of give you the backstory of how I evolved from thinking that sensuality and sexuality were bad to now feeling so empowered by both of them. So as you babes know, or you may not know, I grew up in a really religious household. First of all, I want to say how much I adore my parents because they did the best that they could and with the information that they had, but also there was so much trauma from coming up in a church and in a community that was so adamant about anything sensual or sexual being wrong and of course they put sensuality under the sexuality umbrella so even the clothes that I wore my mom was always upset with me for my clothes and um, boys dating you know it was always a stressful situation because they didn't want me to have sex and they didn't want me to get pregnant because the worst sin that someone could commit in the church, you know, other than maybe murder, <laughs> was having sex before marriage. And so there was so much that came with that. The church had this kind of idea that as women, we were responsible for the male gaze. You know, if a man lusted after us, we were causing him to sin. So that was my view of sexuality was that if I looked a certain way or acted a certain way and I caused someone to sin by lusting, which is like crazy because it's such a natural human experience, then I was also sinning. (laughs) It was like this crazy, wild expectation that I was never going to uphold because that's just not reality. So we were encouraged to cover up our bodies as much as possible, keep our hair long. You know, this also went along with things like that men are the head of the household, etc. So it was just really this patriarchal view of women. And when I started ballroom dancing, that was kind of my first time breaking out of that a little bit because that was one thing that I think really drew me to the ballroom world when I would watch these women dancing on Dancing with the Stars. I would see them in these like cute little outfits and they would be shaking all their, you know, their booties and everything. And I just wanted to do that. I wanted to feel that free because my entire life I had felt everything but that. 
I was addicted to the sensual aspects of ballroom, which came with like the costumes and the music and the physical touch and everything to me, it was so very sensual. For the first time ever, my senses were very alive, very heightened. And it was also my first time seeing sensuality as an art and understanding that there had to be some difference between sensuality and sexuality, even if I didn't know what it was. I knew that ballroom to me was not sexual. I knew it was more of like a beautiful expression of artwork, of creativity. And there was also a sexual side, however, (laughs) which was tied to the expectations of partnerships and you know, the male-female dynamics in the ballroom world where there are sexual expectations. But to me, ballroom was very sensual at first. And then the sexuality stuff came later when I realized that there was a dark side to the industry. And during this process, I thought that sensuality and sexuality were the same thing and that it was solely focused on getting attention from men because that's what I was taught in the church. I honestly feel like it had the adverse effect that maybe they wanted it to because I truly put all of my self-worth and validation into how men viewed me. And that just gave me serious confidence issues, first of all, and some seriously toxic relationships. And that's why I ended up hating ballroom ultimately because I realized the sensuality aspect was gone and in place the sexuality aspect was put in and it wasn't even for me. Nothing was for me anymore. It was for them. It was for my partner. It was for my coach. It was for everyone else but myself. So fast forward to when I started dancing burlesque and my burlesque mama winter said burlesque, you know, is the art of sensual seduction. But in this class, it's an internal experience before it's an external experience. I have talked about this quote so many times, but it blew my fucking mind. It really gave me permission to dance for me. And I had been spending my entire dance career and also my entire life dancing for others and doing things for others, doing things for validation, for men to look at me, you know, dancing to win, dancing to get approval. And now I got to be sensual for me. And also that sensuality just meant embracing all of my senses touch, taste, smell, sight, hearing, and being present in my body. And I really do believe that so many of us are losing out on the magic of sensuality because we're so confused by what it means. Sensuality created so much confidence for me and embracing my sensuality allowed me to reclaim my sexuality, see both as a form of personal power And I think that's really important as well because this conversation is not to tell you that sexuality is a bad thing at all. I just want you to be aware of which one is which and that way you can intentionally choose, am I doing this in a sexual way? Am I doing this in a sensual way? Knowing what you want out of the experience, whether it's on the dance floor, off the dance floor, you should be in charge of if you're having a sensual or a sexual experience. And nobody gets to decide that for you. Not Karen on the internet commenting something horrible on your dance video or not that creepy guy that sends you a photo of his dick after you dance on Instagram. Like I'm telling you, this stuff happens and it's absolutely outrageous. And we have to start setting boundaries. The understanding has to be there and these conversations have to be happening more and more so that people realize how not okay that is. And of course, things like that are going to happen. 
especially with the state of the country. There are so many outdated views of women, and dance, and movement, and sexuality, and sensuality that there are still going to be people that don't respect your boundaries, that don't respect what it is that you're trying to do or express, and that's okay. That's where the block button comes in handy real quick, <laughs> and we just block them and move on with our life. And also understand that just because someone says something negative about us and what we do and how we express ourselves, either sensually or sexually, that doesn't mean anything about us. We know our intention, we know our purpose, and that's what matters. A book that really helped me to embrace my sexuality, and I plug this book in my program and I tell everyone about it because it's amazing, was the book Pussy, A Reclamation by Regina Thomasauer. And this book helped me so much to find a really good place and a really good relationship with my sexuality. There was so much that I didn't understand about my own sexuality, about sex, about my body. And this book helped me so, so much. I really wish it was a required reading <laughs> in high school because I feel like every single woman on the planet could benefit from reading it. My loves, let's pause for a moment. I have a question for you. What if you could completely transform your dancing and your life in just 90 days? What if you had the confidence to finally go after the things you desire, to manifest all that you've ever wanted, to step into your highest expression of self, all simply by dancing in a heel? I am so excited to share that my signature heels and burlesque program, Confidence, the Heels Method, is currently open for enrollment. CHM is a 90-day program that will not only build your dance technique from the ground up and teach you how to be confident AF on the dance floor, but it also gives you the tools to tap deeper into your limiting beliefs, get to the root of what's holding you back through spiritual tools and one-to-one -to -one guidance with myself, and finally live the life you were meant to live. What if you could live without the fear of pleasing others? What if you could stop comparing yourself to other dancers and other women? What if you didn't hate your body? What if you didn't live in a place of scarcity and uncertainty? What if you could finally take control? CHM includes 12 weeks of confidence, healing, spirituality, burlesque, and heals curriculum, weekly mentor calls with me, as well as six live group workshops, exclusive dance choreography and technique classes only for CHM students, and access to the CHM community. Every single woman who has enrolled in this program will tell you that it completely changed her life. I have watched babes quit their jobs, manifest homes and partnerships, begin their career in burlesque, and ultimately stop worrying about what everyone else wants for them and truly embodying their most confident self. To grab your spot, click the link below to book a free discovery call with me to see if this program is a good fit for you. I would love to see you in this next round. So there was absolutely conflict when I started embracing my sensuality and embracing my sexuality. It was definitely not easy. My, again, family was very upset. They didn't understand. They thought 
that this was just all for male attention, that my burlesque was just for others, and that I was putting myself out there to eventually be harmed. I think that was really their deepest fear was that I would be harmed because someone would see my video and do something bad to me. That was kind of their outlook on it. And it took so long for me to come to a really good place with my family and set boundaries with them and understand that it was just honestly something we were never going to agree on. And that's okay. You know what I mean? I was called some really terrible names though. Not, not necessarily by my family, but people in my hometown said really horrible things about me. I was sent some really bad messages and things that really, really hurt because ultimately people just didn't get it. And again, because people were still confusing the style of dance I was doing as a sexual act, something to entice men, we were on completely different pages because I was like, no, 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 I'm doing this for me. And they were like, oh, she's doing this for attention. She's doing this, you know, for whatever reason. And I want to, again, say that doing it for someone else and that doing it for attention, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it just wasn't my intention. And that's what I was so frustrated with. I wanted my intention to be clear, at least with myself, if nothing else. And so anyway, they were missing the entire point. And my question was, would they rather me be in a ballroom industry where I was being taken advantage of, but at least no one knew about it, right? (laughs) Or loving my life, loving my dance career, coming into my confidence and into my power. That was kind of what I couldn't get them to see or anyone for that matter that misunderstood what I was doing, that I was so much happier expressing myself in this way than I was ever before in ballroom. And I had to have a lot of tough discussions. And I think that's something that's really important to note is that When you decide to take a risk and when you decide to maybe it is dance burlesque or pull or heels or do something out of the norm or wear clothes that maybe are a little bit more on the sexy side or change your lifestyle or whatever, you are going to have to have tough conversations when you start to change your life and when you start to step into maybe a new version of yourself that people in your life maybe don't get yet. Maybe they don't understand. And I had to have tough conversations with my family, with friends in my life, and most importantly, my partner at the time. You know, Luke has really been through a lot of this with me and he did not get it at first, just like everyone else, but he has really come to understand my intentions behind what I do and he is so supportive. And that's the thing. The people in your life, maybe they get it, maybe they don't, but they just need to respect you. Whatever you decide to do, whether it's in a sensual, sexual way, whatever you want to do with your life, the people in your life need to respect you or they need to go, essentially. And that was kind of the decisions I had to make when I transitioned to the work that I do now. And you have to know yourself so deeply and you have to do some deep inner healing work sometimes, especially if you have a background like I do where you grew up really religious or you grew up in a family where they wouldn't understand your choices and that kind of thing. If you care at all about the relationships that you have in your life, you have to start doing that deep inner work to protect yourself throughout the process. 
And it's really important that you do so or else it's very easy to let other people dictate what you do with your life. And people, especially women, will find you threatening because they don't know how to embody their own sensuality in a positive way. So like I said, Karen on Instagram is not going to understand what you're doing, so she's going to lash out at you. And that is not about you. That is about her. And it's unfortunate that people decide to use their words in such a negative way towards others online. And that is where you have to just know know within your deepest, deepest soul, your intentions, and you have to know your worth and you have to be your own biggest advocate throughout the process of really embracing your sensuality and your sexuality. You may have to set boundaries with people in your life. Again, you may have to cut some people out and you may also have to set boundaries on social media. I know that when I first started dancing burlesque, I had a private Instagram because I really just didn't want to deal with the shit. (laughs) And I really encourage a lot of my clients to do the same as well. Start a private Instagram if you want to start, you know, posting your dance videos and that kind of thing. It's really a safe space to do it on a private account versus doing it on a public account because the scrutiny can come quick on a public account. But if you don't care, then that's perfect. I am definitely someone that's a bit more sensitive to things like that. And so it was just a good way to protect myself at first. And again, any man that disrespects me, sends me messages, requests to follow the studio account that I get weird vibes from, block. Like I just don't have time for any creepy male followers. (laughs) That is not who my work is for period end of discussion. And I'm very clear about that, that my dancing, what I wear, how I express myself is for me. Like even my husband knows that (laughs) it's for me, 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 me. And it's for my women followers and clients to inspire them. That is absolutely all. And we need to rewrite the narrative that sensuality and sexuality is for men. And I think that's the biggest takeaway that I've had regarding these two ideas, these two things. And I hope that's the takeaway that you have as well, is that just because you want to express your sensuality or express your sexuality, it doesn't have to be for someone else. And that is why burlesque is so empowering to me because I've been able to tap into my sensuality and my sexuality in ways that I never would have before, in ways that not only created confidence, not only made me feel capable of the life that I desired, but also made me happy. (laughs) It made me really happy to be able to be more present in my body, be more in tune with my senses, understand my sexuality. All of those things just made my life so much better. And it can really do the same for you as well. So if you want to start tapping into your sensual powers, how can you start? By presence, embracing your senses. We are so go, go, go in this society. We have a million and one (laughs) images and videos and contents being thrown at us on a daily basis. Tune it out, block it out so that you can be present in your life. Enjoy food, enjoy smells, enjoy nature, enjoy touch, like all of these things, textures, like there's so many things in our life that I feel like we really bypass. And something I've been doing more of lately is just 
cooking and turning off the podcast, turning on some music and just like being present. And I think that little practices like that can really start to help you embrace your sensuality more. And of course, adorning your temple. So jewelry, clothes that make you feel confident, you know, that is a form of sensuality as well. When I put on something that makes me feel really good in my body, I'm feeling myself in the mirror, you know, it's a very sensual experience. It doesn't have to be sexy. It just needs to make you feel good. And working through your blocks, through tapping and inner child healing, that's also a way to tap into your sensuality, especially if you have trauma around what it means to be sensual, then you are going to want to dive into some of that inner child healing. You're going to want to tap, do EFT through your blocks, figure out what's holding you back. And of course, burlesque. It's my favorite sensual practice. You really have time in burlesque to slow down, feel into your body, connect to yourself. That's what it means to be sensual. And so burlesque is one of the most powerful ways to do so. Now, if you want to tap into your sexual power, I want you to read the book Pussy, number one, no questions asked. And then I really want you to maybe focus on taking a heels class. I feel like for me, burlesque is a little bit more feminine. So that kind of goes along with the sensuality for me. And then heels is a little bit more masculine. And so that helps me to really tap into my sexual power. I mean, when I am dancing to Meg the Stallion and I am like shaking my ass and I'm being like ratchet, <laughs> that's when I feel like in my sexual power. Also understanding your body, a self-pleasure practice is so key to this, to being in your sexuality without having to require that from a partner. Also just having conversations about sex, about sexuality, it really kind of takes away that taboo aspect and just like see how normal that sexuality and sex are. That way you can start to get more comfortable with embracing that side of yourself and reclaiming it for you. Again, like there's no partner required in any of this work. It is all about you. And if you find these connections within sensuality and sexuality with yourself, they become even more powerful with a partner. And just like sexuality, working through your blocks, I use a process called journal speak to really dive into things and concepts and fears and blocks that are really hard for me. And journal speak to me goes a little bit deeper than something like tapping or meditating or just talk therapy. It really allows you to see the true fear. It's a very unfiltered form of journaling and you can see what exactly is holding you back and how you can start to take steps in the direction of feeling empowered by your sexuality versus disempowered. And that is what this is all about, right? Feeling empowered in your sensuality and in your sexuality. Because when you do feel empowered in your sensuality and sexuality, this isn't just about having better sex. <laughs> it's not just about feeling confident in your body. It moves into all the other areas of your life, my love. Everything, how you are in relationships, the way you are at work, the way you express yourself, the people that you attract into your life, the money that you attract into your life, everything I do believe it comes from our relationship to self and sensuality and sexuality are such a big part of those things. When I feel really sensual and my confidence is radiating, I'm like, Psh, what can I not do? <laughs> I literally feel unstoppable. But if I notice that I'm neglecting my sensuality or someone has said something about my dancing or my work, that made me kind of crawl back into my shell, 
I'm just, I'm just ultimately hiding. I'm ultimately putting off my success. And so we have to stop hiding and allow ourselves to really be seen. And we can do that through sensuality and through sexuality, because both of them are key parts of who we are. If we block those out, the world is missing a really essential part of you, babe. So I hope this episode was helpful. I hope it brought some clarity to you about what sensuality and sexuality are, how you can embrace them, and why we really need a clear understanding of them before we can start to harness their infinite wisdom and power. I don't want you to fear dancing in a heel or burlesque or wearing that hot outfit just because of what someone will think of you. And when we understand sensuality and sexuality, then we can make the conscious decision and know that, okay, I make this decision and I am fully confident in this decision. I'm fully confident in what it is that I want to do or wear or say, and that's the end of it. So I hope that empowers you. I hope that excites you to start really living your dharma, really living the way that you were intended to live instead of living the way that maybe others expect you to live or society expects you to live. We're really just trying to put that concept to rest and understand, especially as women, as feminine beings, that our sensuality is one of our greatest superpowers. And so when we tap into that, there is an abundance of what we can create and do and the changes that we can make. Because by us embodying this, That means that we can help our friends do that and we can help maybe our daughters do that and we can help their daughters do that. You know, it's a ripple effect when you start to heal these things that our society is obviously not healed. (laughs) We can help heal the collective as well. Thank you, babe, so much for being open to this conversation. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you learned something about sensuality and sexuality that you can take with you into your life this week or this month. I have so many free videos on YouTube about sensuality, about sexuality, burlesque videos that can really help you to start to tap into your sensuality and embrace that side of yourself. And if you really want to do that on a deeper level, I invite you to click the link below to learn more about my program, Confidence, the Heals Method. Enrollment is open for two weeks. And we will start around the end of November. And this is truly a life-changing program. So if you want to up-level your confidence and step into your sensual power in a way that truly will change your entire life, then click the link below to book a discovery call with me. And I can share about this incredible program with you in a more one-to-one setting. All right, my loves, I love you to the moon and back. Go out there and be your most sensual, sexy selves. And I will chat with you in the next episode. Thank you, babes, so much for joining me today. If you love this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps the podcast to be discovered by all the amazing women who could benefit from this work and from healing in a heal. Also, don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Studio Soli Luna and on YouTube to stay up to date on all the heels, burlesque, and spirituality content that your soul desires. Thank you.